Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening to this podcast. Uh, welcome, I'm Nate Luke, and this is LCC's Pursuit of Purpose podcast. I'm joined here today with uh, Kevin Stuckey. Hello. Nelson Combs. Hello. And the Cody Jewelerit. Hello from the other side. Why does he get the Cody Jewelerit? Well, he's got a gun, so <laughs> I'm just trying every way I possibly Good can enough. to mm-hmm. keep, That's fair. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're in. <laughs> Get on board I'm, with that, right? So if I start bringing a gun to our podcast, then you'll say the Kevin Stuckey? No. <laughs> Good thought, though, man. Well, welcome. Uh, we're glad to be back. It's been a couple weeks since we were uh, talking about some cool stuff with everybody here. Um, we're going to get into some some really good topics today. Um, we've had some really big things, obviously, happen in our country. Um, a few different things, actually, happened since we last got together and spoke. Uh, first, we're going to get to a few news pieces, though. Um, we're going to start off today's news piece. Uh, you guys have all heard that uh, persistence is a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, get this. Uh, a man named Gregory McAllister, I believe he might be related to a Kevin McAllister. I might be wrong on that. Ooh. Uh, Home alone. Throw yeah. It, yeah. Throw it. It'll be the season. Mm-hmm. It's almost Christmas, I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, Gregory McAllister of Maine, he has uh, won a $3.2 million lottery jackpot after using the same numbers uh, for 35 years. My goodness. So persistence pays off, fellas. <laughs> Dedicated. Did he make enough to alleviate the cost of his tickets for that long? I can't imagine that he did, but <laughs> <laughs> he won $3.2 million. Okay, let him have his moment. <laughs> okay, 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 my bad, yes. Uh, the uh, Kevin McAllister also was very wealthy. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, he lived in a pretty nice house. Yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah. He was loaded. <laughs> yeah, that's what Harry and Marv said, right? <laughs> uh, some other pieces of news. These aren't these aren't as fun and as bubbly, um, but we we do have some uh, important news. We we did have the election over the last couple weeks that uh, we were gone on our little hiatus. Um, we yeah, we, when the rest of the world. Uh, couldn't get off the air. We went AWOL. We stepped up and stepped away. Yeah. <laughs> we went into the desert and meditated <laughs> during this time. We just got back. We fasted and prayed. We smell really bad right now. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we had a big, big election. Um, also, coronavirus cases are kind of popping up a, a little bit more now. So, hopefully... Uh, Everyone out there in podcast land, you guys are staying safe and uh, staying healthy, and um, hopefully you're still enjoying each other's company, whether that uh, is in a safe way or um, a digital way. Hopefully uh, you guys are all getting along with that, and you guys can enjoy the upcoming holidays. Uh, So those are our couple pieces of news for this week. Um, Kevin, do you want to give us a little bit of a recap on your sermon from Sunday? Yeah, so um, Sunday... Uh, was, uh, you know, I talked about many convincing proofs. I went and I was using uh, Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 11, and really just outlining why we can trust the New Testament account of Jesus Christ and what he did. Uh, Really, that's what 
the book of Luke and Acts were all about. It was Luke writing to uh, Theophilus um, and describing um, Jesus and the community that that came from uh, his life, death, and resurrection, the Christian community that was formed, and just you know, demonstrating, hey, listen, like, you, you can trust this, and here's why. And I think it's good for us to consider it, because I, I don't know about you guys, but even being a Christian for the amount of time that I have, you know, from a very young age, growing up in the church, and then, you know, accepting Christ early on, I still doubt at times. Like, it's still something that you know, I think, you know, are these things really true? Like what I'm basing my life on? And, and, and when I really consider them and I really think about them, of course they are. But it's good to kind of go back to some of those basics and, and, and really be reminded of, of the fact that these historical things are, in fact, historical <laughs> that they are truth, that they really did happen and we can trust them. And the the faith and trust that we put in God and his son, Jesus Christ, you know, are warranted. Um, so, so that was kind of what we dealt with. And you can go back and kind of look at that sermon. We have it on Vimeo. We have it on our website and also on it, it Facebook. It will be up on our website. It will be on our website. I'm usually a week behind on that stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, sorry. We will, we will definitely hold that against you. <clears throat> Cody, don't shoot me. No, not today. <laughs> um, next week, there's this really, I, I love this scripture, and um, I love how the Apostle Paul um, kind of plays this out. But in Acts chapter 17, verses 16 through 34, if you want to read ahead and kind of be prepared, there's this place where... Um, Paul visits Athens, and while he's there, um, he goes, he says, hey, listen, I see that you guys are very spiritual, um, because they had all these gods and these, you know, idols to all these different gods, but then there's this one place where it is, it just has this blank, or this, this podium with nothing on it, it says, it says the, uh, you know, the place where you can worship the unknown God. And he uses that to kind of go into explaining who the one true God is. And it's a really cool thing that Paul does there with those people. And very, very, very cool. So we're going to, we're going to dive into that. And the sermon title will be the unknown God. So, yeah. Again, if you want to read ahead, um, that will come from Acts chapter 17, verses 16 through 34. Sounds provocative, but it'll get the people going, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it. Uh, so, uh, Cody, Nelson, just before we get into our topic for the day, um, have you guys been this week, past couple weeks, what's been going on with life? Had had a good week. Yeah. Good, man. Yeah. Had a day off from work yesterday for Veterans Day, so happy Veterans Day out there to everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah, working yeah. at the VA, man. Yeah. Hey, thanks Federal for your job. Ser- thanks yeah. for your service, oh, man. It's, yes. For real. It was a true honor and privilege to be able to do that. Now, where all did you? Where all were you stationed when, when I was you stationed in Illinois and Washington? But I've been to twenty six countries. Wow! So, yeah. Can you say them in alphabetical order? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we didn't do. Nate 
not our last podcast, or maybe it was our last. No, it was two podcasts ago. We talked about he could say the uh, presidents in order from he, first to today. He did. We claim you that. didn't have the he, opportunity to do that afterwards. We kind of all jetted too quick for you. Well, to, you just got to remind me, man. I mean, I that's got to happen. That's I can't say. Happen. I don't think I can say him backwards because my brain doesn't work like that. But but, but you could do it in order. I think so. I, we oh, still it would be we very need impressive, that. Nelson. Yes, it needs to Cody, happen. Cody, right? Like I, we, I agree. We've got to see this. Yeah, so yes, let's let's not forget after the podcast today. Okay, let me just uh, get Google up. He'll <laughs> 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 be quiet the rest of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Cody, how you been, my man? Pretty good. Pretty good. Normal week, just uh, working. Nothing too exciting. I don't really have anything to report. Wow. All right. Well, that, that's you know <laughs> when, you're, when, you're, when you're a detective, that's a good thing. But yeah, good thing. calm before the storms, what we call yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's coming. The holidays are coming, and yeah. that usually creates and generates a lot of crime. So yeah. we're preparing. Whew. Well, good luck, man. We will be praying for you. Absolutely. Well, uh, <clears throat> we'll go ahead and get into kind of the main topic for today. We were throwing around a couple different topics, and um, we kind of decided on one and. Uh, obviously I think this is one that has been on all of our hearts the past week and a half to two weeks. Um, and that is, you know, <clears throat> what has God been speaking to us before, during, and after, especially, uh, after this election, you know, what, what is God, um, putting on our hearts, uh, after the winner was announced or, um, <laughs> after the final has been predicted, has predicted right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, what, what has God been speaking to us? What are some things that, uh, have popped up in our, our heads in terms of that? Where do we move forward? How do we move forward? Uh, especially as Christians during this time. Yeah. You know, the things that have been a struggle for me from this is the coverage, um, just from our media outlets and social media and things like that. I just, I really, I, you know, just kind of going around here. What, how do you feel about that? And do you still have confidence in journalism in 2020? Why or why not? Nelson, you get to go first. Excellent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> great. Um, you said you had a really good week, so we had to. Well, you know, um, <laughs> I would say I I don't have a lot of faith in the journalism that's been put out, especially in 2020. It seemed to be ramped up. There's always been a bias between certain networks or wherever you read your news, um, but it seems to be completely elevated. Um in 2020 and then a complete disregard for the possibility of another option. Uh, so it's really hard to listen to. Um, and I've actually just kind of taken myself out of that equation and I don't particularly watch much news anymore. I try to find, um, information out there that's unbiased, which is a very difficult proposition. Where are you finding that? Um, Newsmax. Yes. Uh, Inquirer is a lot of the places Newsmax. I look. What is that? I actually looked at. Uh, I've looked. I actually don't even know what that is. But um, I, I've been. I've been. I've been getting a lot of information from uh, the BBC. Uh, some foreign news sources that seem to 
be able to get out of this political spectrum there. Of course there's certain biases there too, uh, but they can actually, I, I, I tend to enjoy it more because they don't have as much in the fight. They're kind of evaluating the situation and it's, it's kind of scary how some of the world is, you know, interpreting what's going on in our country. What are you seeing like in that? And it's, we're kind of being, we're kind of embarrassing ourselves with as divided as we are. And, uh, we're, we're supposed to, we, I hope hold our country as we should be one of the best countries in the world. And I feel like we should be an example, but I think that's probably not in question still. Right. As far, but I, I would, I would put into question how we're how our media are is portraying right. portraying our country yeah and yeah. and the individuals in it right and almost taking the stance that like we know like as the elites as the people that are in like we know and we speak for you we'll we'll talk for you and tell you what to think right yeah right yeah. and and i feel like like you say you know it, it, because of that we are losing a lot of confidence in the information that's that's coming out. It seems so biased, manipulated. Yeah, or, yeah. Even like the titles of some of their the news stations. Like when you look at that the TV, like on election night, like there was I, I can't remember what they would say, but whenever I would read it, I would feel like it was it was directed so much towards like um, hanger or hanger anger or hate towards Trump and so much more favorable towards Biden, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's, again, you lose trust and faith in your, in the news and media because of the, that fact. And it's not because I'm a conservative or I'm a Democrat. It's just the way you read it. It, sh- it should be unbiased and just factual. In my opinion, that's what news should be. Do you feel like there are any outlets that, that are trustworthy I haven't landed on one that I would um, – I, I, I think it's important too because everyone has an agenda. Even a journalist has an agenda. And I think it's if – if, if it's a subject or a hill that you're willing to, you know, to put, your, you know, put yourself out there on is you – know, it's, it's probably beneficial to look at both sides of that subject to see what both sides are saying, to, to evaluate, to really get your opinion and to validate your opinion or maybe renegotiate your opinion. Yeah. You know? But I, I haven't landed on one specifically. I mean, there's a few commentators I like to listen to, but no. Uh, back to Newsmax, it you guys need to look into that. It's it's a pretty good um, news reporting company. I mean, it, it's pretty. I don't want to say unbiased, but it's one of the most unbiased news channels. Where do stations. you access it at? I just went on Google, type it, search Newsmax. And then, boom! There you got it. Look, Nate's already getting it for you. Dude, I heard a recommendation a, of uh, a Beast, uh, justthenews.com, I think it was, and I, I've heard that it's a, that it's pretty unbiased and gives a lot of just information. But I haven't followed that up yet. Mm-hmm. Think about how much credibility has been lost to some of the go tos in the past. Oh. I mean, even before the election, we we talked about that. Just how you can't. I mean, if if I'm going through my newsfeed on my phone, if I'm sitting there waiting, you know, on a on, on something, I'm I'm I I go to to read an article, whatever. I'll slide over on my phone to whatever, and I just look the list. And so the list is okay: CNN, Reuters, 
you know, Huffington Post, People, you know, whatever. Like, all these are coming up. And you see the titles of these, and I'm like, Okay, this you know this is this this looks interesting. You know, here's how the recount's going, and then you start reading, and and you get through like the first couple lines, and it seems kind of like it's going to be a good article, and then you get in the end, and it just starts bashing one side or the other, right. and it's just like my goodness, mm-hmm. like why can't there be an objective article on this? Why can't why can't we look at this? I mean, essentially, the media is another check and balance in this democracy. What what's going to happen when there's a real problem? Who's going to call that out? If there's a real issue, because because Trump has been set up as this Hitler figure, right? I mean, even being called Hitler by some really radical, you know, liberals, and when when something does seriously happen, like Watergate with Nixon, or like with the Monica Lewinsky thing with Bill Clinton, or any of these things, like, are we going to turn to CNN or these places and 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 trust that they're going to cover this in any objective and clear way that we can say this is right or this is wrong and call out, you know, our politicians for, for these failures in whatever way it is? I, I I I don't know that I could I don't know that I could trust them. And I, I that's think, a that's sad. Well, I think our culture as a, in a whole, I think we're a really gullible culture now. Like we've went, I've just noticed that you know, like I I, I can sit here and, and sell a lot of things to people and make them believe it, um, and and it sells right, and and that's that's what the media is doing right now. Like they know that this culture, this mentality in our nation is is um, very very gullible. And we're vulnerable, and so they're just attacking and preying on that. And two, think about like social media, the censorship issue of, you know, you have the whole Hunter Biden thing come out. It was censored. It was, we can't talk about this, there's not enough proof. But then you have articles, you know, like with Russia, that was never proved, right? right? Mm-hmm. But they never talked about the fact that it was never proved, that it never happened. Right. They just talked about the fact that it could have happened. So to this day, there are a lot of people that say that think that even that voted in this election that believed that Trump, you know, won the election because of Russia. They right. spent you know? three years, you know, trying to convict him of that. Yes. Yeah. And the same people that are mad that they're spending money having to recount these votes were the same people that were applauding trying to get Trump, you know, investigated through Russia. You right. know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. And I mean, the same people who, when, when it took 37 days for everything that happened with George Bush and Al Gore in that presidential election, it was 37 days, you know, that it, mm-hmm. that it went on and, and they were applauding that. But again, as long as your guy wins, then everything was perfect. But if your guy didn't win, then, you know, then everything's bad, and and that's what we're seeing. So how can we trust that? I, I feel like if if there's been a loss over the last four years, the biggest loser, and we may not see that, we may not see this right away, or they may not wake up to this right away. Is 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 our news outlets that mm-hmm. we do not trust them? Mm-hmm. We can't trust them, and if we do. It's like you say, it's because we're too gullible to actually really find the truth that's out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Nate, what do you think? Uh, I mean, yes to everything. 
<laughs> uh, I mean, you guys, I think, hit the nail on the head a lot there. Um, I'm just thinking, like, from a historical perspective, like, I think ever since the, the whole concept of 24-hour news came out, when was, I mean, really, 24-hour news networks came on the scene big time, like, early 90s, you know, around the Clinton presidency. So, you know, what, what do 24-hour news agencies try to do? They try to get a story, and they try to fill up 24 hours of news. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're not going to check their sources all the time because they, they have deadlines, right? So I think that's a big, I think it's a big problem, you know, um, gone, long gone are the days where you would sit down as a family at six or seven at night and listen to, uh, guys like Walter Cronkite or Edward Morrow, who were very good journalists and very trustworthy journalists, um, you know, back in their respective day. Um, I, I just think, 24-hour news is just kind of ruined and, and perversed uh, the, the concept and notion of media and honest reporting and non-biased reporting in, in a lot of ways. Um, and the digital age and social media have obviously compounded that problem um, tenfold. Um, so, yeah, that's I – I don't know. It's just what you guys said. I, I, I have to agree with everything there. And I think it's too bad, you know, um, at the hands of – you know, with with the motive of, I mean, essentially swaying an election. I mean, they say media coverage is worth five to ten, you know, points in 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 the voting. And and for the last four years, you know, and I think we've even said that. Think about what Trump could have done if he actually, you know, if 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 everybody hadn't been out to get him during his presidency. Um, what could he have accomplished? You know, I, we'll never know. Yeah. And and you think, okay, so will that will this continue the way that it is in critique of Biden if he is confirmed as the next president of the United States? You know, and if Trump goes away and stops being the enemy of these networks, then. Who's the next enemy? Who are they going to go after them? Because can they can they stop that cycle now? Mm-hmm. What they've created is, you know, an environment where where you know maybe we're tired of hearing these things, but at the same time, like we're still tuning in, you know, because it's you know entertaining or whatever. You know, I mean, that's what they're competing with, like entertaining you, you know, and even like with all these social media platforms, like what what what's the the goal? The goal, like. You are their currency, your attention, and you paying attention to that. So, so what's going to be the next thing? I mean, it's scary to think that they're going to have to, you know, continue to create these types of us versus them, you know, uh, stories to 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 keep that stuff going. Um, what do you think the narrative has shifted to? Shifted to. So the narrative was early on the whole Russia thing. You know, then it went to COVID and, and that's been kind of the narrative and how Trump's failed in this. And, you know, you know, just the, now, where do you feel like the narratives have shifted, you know, in, in, in what's being reported now? I, I think that it's it's 50-50 coin flip. You're either looking at um, lawsuits or whatever, laws, yeah, lawsuits or something that Trump's campaign's trying to do in certain battleground states. Or your, or the other side of the reporting is everything that Biden's getting lined up right as soon as he gets officially elected. Like those are the two things that you're looking at when you're reading the news. Right. 
right now. Well, and and so then we're seeing things like the fact that Trump won't call Biden the the president elect. Um, those types of things, all these things, and how it's damaging our country. Do you guys believe that narrative? You know, do you do you go along with that? I don't. I don't believe it's damaging. I mean, I don't think President-elect Biden is not officially President-elect Biden, um, and that is probably a personal thing for Donald Trump to not say that. Um, this it, that's been called by the media, and it's not an official thing yet. Um, and when it becomes that, it's my belief that Trump will follow those, follow the guidelines or the the respect of the office and move on. But um, I just, you know, like I, I, I kind of lost the, the question there. Sorry, but um, I just do feel like. Um, so what was the question again? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just I I, I wanted to know like. You know, as far as the narrative shifting, like what is that narrative, and 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 how do you feel about the narrative that's being put out? And so we talked about the fact that these lawsuits are out. You know, yeah. this whole idea. You hear of, a lot of like Trump stealing the election, things like that. Yeah, that he's going to wall up in the he's White House or stay, burn it down. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what, on what basis is this coming out of? You know, um, so again, though, it's it's and, and you know. It, and President Trump hasn't conceded the election, and and earlier on in the in the campaign, both sides said that neither one were going to concede the election until it's official, and so they're kind of just sticking their ground at the moment. Right. Yeah. And the narrative before this was Trump's going to find a way to suppress the election to where he secures a victory of some kind. That was the, that was what they're talking about up to the point. So we have to make sure this is fair and right and we have to make sure all the all the, you know, the Ts are crossed and the the Is are dotted, you know, all those things. But then as soon as Biden gets in, that story's gone. It's well, everything went perfectly well. It was a, it was a legit uh, election. Nothing there was no voter fraud. There was no, you know, no wrong done here. And and Trump Trump had what seventy one million voters that voted for him. It's fairly close in the popular vote, and, honestly. And he he has an obligation, and he owes it to his constituents and his supporters and the people that have supported him, just as Biden does. If he was in the same situation, to make sure it was a fair and a legit election, yeah. and the and the and the correct person won by the vote. And I mean, it's it's close. He, he has that obligation to say, you know, I'm going to make sure this is right before I step away. Yeah. And, and that's my belief. On it. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Nate? Um, come back to me. I'm looking up something. Real okay. Quick. Okay. So another thing I want to discuss, and I, I think this was all, you know, we kind of had a, uh, a, we have a text, a group text that all of us that are involved in the podcast, and, uh, you know, just talking about, you know, throughout the process, the things that were going on, even after one of the questions like, you know, that, that was posed is how do you feel about all this? You know, um, all of us are conservative and mm-hmm. voted conservative, uh, from that standpoint, not that we're, 
you know, party line Republican or party line Democrat, but we, but we all hold to very conservative values. I mean, I think any Christian would, you know, and does, um, even if you're a Democrat and a Christian, like you're conservative in that you're not going to be in the progressive extreme. That's, that's, that's becoming more and more popular. Um, but you know, thinking about, you know, that, how, how did you feel in the days following the election? Like what was, you know, what, what was going through your mind? How did you feel about it? You know, you know, what, what did it emotionally create for you? And, and then, you know, how did you, when you, as you processed, you know, kind of where did you go to, to, to find some health in that maybe for yourself? I kind of, um, I, I definitely, I definitely had some initial anxieties after the election was over. Um, I, I'll just put it out there. I voted for Donald Trump. All right. Well, we'll say it. It's, it's on the Donald th- J. Trump. <laughs> so uh, I had anticipation and hope that he would win the election. Um, and so after that did not occur. I, I just want you guys to know that that um, this was really the basis of this question, just so that you would say who you voted for. Because <laughs> I've been said, trying. Yeah. I've been trying to get this. I've been trying to get this out there. You always, do this. <laughs> always. <laughs> Sorry, Nate. Um, I mean, at least I didn't like outright say it this time. Like I kind of. I coerced it, but I didn't but outright say... that helps you sleep at night, Kevin, yeah. It's just easier to talk now. <laughs> but um, initially, there was some anxiety. There's some... And and there was um, just about the what if of the future. And it's typically, you know, if you look into the future, your what if always goes to the negative. Yeah. And so you're always kind of going down the rabbit hole of the conspiracy theories and like, well, what if this happens and this happens and this happens and then we look up and then like, where's our country? Yeah. And so that's... Uh, definitely something that I've struggled with trying to not go down that path. Um, and that's something that I'm susceptible to that I can, that I can dig in deep and just keep going. Um, but, and then it has kind of changed to frustration, um, and not so much about the outcome of the election, but the way everything's being handled. We need to have faith in our election process, whether you're, more times than not since I've voted, I've been on the losing side. But you, I had faith in that election, and I felt like, well, you know, the the vote cha- you know, is what the country wants, not what I want. Right. And I think that's where it's kind of more recently has been just a frustration with the process and the fact that I don't know if I have as much faith in our election, like, electoral process as I did. And that's kind of where I'm at. From what standpoint? As to whether it's being manipulated, yeah, falsely, um, and that's just a fear because then who's pulling the strings and yeah. how is this happening? Yeah, yeah. Cody, a little bit like Nelson, you know, I I was a little uneasy at first, uh, early on, just because. Again, since Kevin wants us to tell him who he vote, who we voted for. <laughs> oh, it's the best podcast ever. I voted for Willie Nelson. <laughs> no, I voted for Donald Trump. And and on the surface, it just appears that Donald Trump was a president for my profession. And that's huge. I mean, you know, not I'm not saying my job is better than everybody's here, but you know, my job has a higher death rate than I would say anybody here. And so to have a president that supports you and 
vocalizes that, um, you know, that was reassuring for me in my profession. And then you have this other individual who may or may not be the next elected president. Uh, we won't know yet. Um, but he has made comments that are a little concerning. Um, you know, it's just the whole shoot him in the leg comment was kind of concerning. We talked explain about that. that. I know you I yeah. talked about it, but explain it for our, for our listeners. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just reading that the first 10 days, if, and when he's elected Joe Biden, um, he's putting together some police reform board and they'll go over systemic racism, um, social injustice and all the issues that the media that we've talked about has put out there. And, um, you know, some of the things that I was reading, you know, I, I was I was in agreement with, you know, one of the things was um, de-escalation training, uh, culture diversity training, funding uh, states with money to provide and promote better quality training for officers, which I can attest to, like Ohio's training was not the best. Um, it wasn't engaging, I guess is what I should say. Um, so, but then there was a comment that he said, you know, about the de-escalation, you know, officers you know, instead of shooting to kill was his words, you know, in some circumstances, why can't they just shoot him in the leg? And I have an issue with the leader of my country making that kind of comment when number one, he's never done this job. Mm -hmm. And I, I would venture to say, I don't want to discredit his life, but I would venture to say he's never been put in a situation where he's had to point a gun at somebody and to make that decision in that split second to have a leader make that comment is kind of concerning. And so that there was, again, there was a little bit of anxiety early on, but you know, as the days passed, it was, man, I've, I've, I've got a piece about it. And it's not because, um, these, these, whatever you call it, news sites are saying, well, Donald Trump may win because of this and that or the other. No, it's just, I just have a piece about it because at the end, at the end of this, it doesn't really matter because God's in control of everything. Yeah. And, and, and I know that. And so, um, and I think we, as Christians, have to keep that in mind. You know, it's it is frustrating. I, I think of it like my youngest daughter, Kendall. She's super, super competitive. She is an athlete, but man, if she loses, she throws a fit. And one of the things that I've tried to work on her with is, you know, controlling the compassion in an appropriate way. Um, and I think as Christians, that speaks volumes for us when we're talking politics. It's okay to be compassionate about the person that you're voting for but do it in an appropriate way that is Christ-like, that still brings people in uh, to Christ. Um, I think that's important for us to to remember, uh, you know. And so, um, something that I thought about was, you know, if if um, what was it? I just I, I'm like Nelson. I just lost my train of thought. I don't know. Ask me a question, Kevin. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I had it was really good too. <laughs> <laughs> it's always that way. That's why I've got this little notepad in front of me because when things come up like that, like I'm always like writing stuff down. Don't forget that because I will. Because you just lose you lose thought sometimes. I got it. I got it. If we don't invade the situation, and by situation I'm, I'm talking about the political game, the media, if we don't invade it as Christians in a Christian mindset, the enemy, will, if we don't do it, the enemy will, right? Yeah, yeah. So, it, you know, at the end of the day, if if the goal is is to to share the gospel, um, you know, even in the mess we're living in right now, um, let's not lose that sight and let's not lose that um, purpose that we're here for. Nate? Do I have to tell you who I voted for first or? Yes. Um, 
Yes. So, so I'm 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 going to go back to 2008, the first time I could vote. So I'm I'm a person I flip flop almost every election on who I vote for. I'm very comfortable saying that too. Um, 2008 voted for McCain. 2012 voted for Obama. 2016 voted for Trump. 2020 I voted for Biden. And you know, it, obviously everyone has their own reasons, right? Um, so I guess my biggest reason, I mean, for <clears throat> voting for Biden at least in this election, and there there were a few different, like like what you said, Cody, with Trump. You know, he supports your profession, mm-hmm. and I I totally agree with that. Trump does, at least in my view, a great job of supporting police officers, law enforcement, everything involving that. Mm -hmm. I definitely think he does a way better job with that than Biden. I think Biden, he supports my profession a little bit, right? You know, one of the, one of the only things I learned from my government teacher in high school was you vote for your wallet. And as much as I hate to say that sometimes you, you kind of do now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of things economically tax wise that Biden will probably do enact that will take away money from all of us, including myself who voted for him. And it is what it is at the end of the day. Um, I think I'm going to kind of go back a little bit in our conversation too, because this has been a thought that has kind of surrounded me a little bit since the election. Um, you know, thinking back to like the founding fathers and, and them thinking about media and how messages were portrayed back in 17, you know, 76, right way different than today. And I would I would love to know like what the founding fathers if they're looking down on us or up from us who knows. <laughs> <laughs> not, yeah. not for me yeah. to decide. Yeah. Some okay? are looking up, <laughs> others maybe looking down. <laughs> you know, looking at our our current situation now especially with the media, you know, one of the founding tenets of our nation is the idea that we have to have a freedom of the press, right? Like there has to be that freedom there. Yeah. We have to have an educated and well-informed um, electorate and population in order for a democracy to work. And I, I guess one of the big things for me kind of circling back to this was before, during, and after the election, I felt like President Trump even though I agreed with a lot of the things that he has done really the past four years, I felt like there was an attack on the press. And now before we, before we go any farther with that, there were a lot of founded uh, concerns from president Trump on that. Mm -hmm. You, you will not convince me any other way. Um, But I think, you know, for a certain extent, and I think what really kind of did it in for me was, you know, I felt like he has attacked the media that disagreed with him for the past four years. Um, fine. That that's all well and good, but that's what the media technically by the founding father's definition wanted to happen. Like you need the media to somewhat disagree with a president in, in some capacity, right? Um, that's what keeps a democracy, a democracy We're we're constantly criticizing and, and, um, maybe constructively criticizing or unconstructively criticizing the president. Uh, it's definitely happened like that both ways for four years now. Um, so I think that's, I don't know that, that that's been on my mind a lot and, and how, 
how we can work God back into the media. That's beyond me. I'm not a very smart person. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I definitely think we need to, obviously, because it's obviously been swayed either direction for way too long. Um, whether you want to bring the founding fathers into this or not, um, I definitely think there's a place for the media and, and for the media to have Christian values in it and to be unbiased in a way. And, you know, President Trump definitely had, had a lot of, I mean, he had a lot of great points when it came to the media. So, Again, that, that's kind of my jumbled, my thoughts on the whole situation, but um, that's just kind of been, I guess, what's on my heart and mind the past couple of weeks and where my brain has gone. And where, like, so coming out of that, like, do you feel, is there, you know, the word peace about this has, has been brought up? Do you feel like there's Absolutely a not. Yeah. And there... There won't be for for some time, if not forever, right? I mean, we our our media platforms in this country have been doing this for some time now, as we mentioned before, yeah. where it's the entertainment value over the educational informative value. So, I, and I think that's a very dangerous road. And I think, like I said, President Trump made a lot of good points, pointing those things out to us. Yeah, I mean, and it is. It's sad the bias that that is definitely present in our current, you know, world that maybe was never there before. I too, I voted for, uh, for Donald Trump. Um, you know, and, and for me, I, I look at it a lot differently, um, from a agricultural standpoint, you know, you know, Trump was probably for my wallet, not real good, especially like the stance he took against China. Um, you know, where, the majority of like ag commodities go, you know, and it really did. I mean, there was a, there was a time right before harvest season where prices were just at an all time low. And it was just like, Oh my goodness, are we even going to be able to make, make money this year? Um, but I, I vote from, from a, from my, you know, what I base it on is just the foundation that I have, you know, in my relationship with Christ. And when I think, you know, who, what, what, um, candidate would uphold those things, and and the two, and we talked about this a few weeks ago. The two that I that I really base it on is sexuality, you know, and 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 the whole abortion thing. Those those are the two biggest issues. It's why when you know o- Obama um, was running, you know that you know when when that election process happened. It wasn't like, oh, this is this is horrible because here was a guy who, you know, from what I understood about him when he he was uh, what did he serve in Chicago? Was he a was senator? He a senator, senator in Chicago. Yeah, I know that he. I had heard one speech where he said, "Hey, listen, yes, I'm a Democrat, but I stand against abortion." Now mm-hmm. that changed, I think, as he became president and, and did that. But like to know that there was a that that he had those values, right. like it, like that was meaningful to me, you know. Um, I do feel like one of the biggest downfalls of this nation has been its view on sexuality and its acceptance of, of things that are just biblically wrong, you know, and, and will continue to, you know, hurt our nation moving forward, you know, not being able to clearly define these things as our creator made them to be, um, you know, abortion being a, a, a big one. Now, will abortion ever go away? No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't care who pres who the president is. But 
you know, having a president who, you know, holds those values that, that was the, that was the biggest reasons, you know, for my vote in, in that, you know, kind of going forward from that, I, 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 I went into maybe I'll say depression, but I don't know that it, it was, you know, a full on, I was depressed, but it was this darkness kind of, I felt like was hovering over this whole thing for a lot of the reasons that we're talking about, but like maybe even too partly personally, because by guy didn't win, you know, uh, or it doesn't look like he's going to win. Um, and you know, I've, I've been very clear that, you know, about how I feel about even the things that you're talking about, Nate, like how he has, you know, talked about certain issues and how he is, he has been very praiseworthy of, you know, of certain people and how they report the news. If it's positive for him and, and if it's not, then he's very negative towards that. Um, uh, you know, I do, I do struggle with that, but it was just, it was almost like a turning point for me in this nation that maybe help may, helped me see in in some regards but but made me realize that that this nation will never be as great as it was and i think we've seen that for a long time but it was almost like the nail in the coffin almost in some ways and i really and i i think i think i even told you guys this like i had to unplug completely because you know i was getting on fox news still or i was you know, looking at CNN and just seeing just, you know, the, the negative talk that was going on from both sides, but especially towards, you know, Trump and and what was going on. And it just, you know, it, it was like, okay, like we'll, we're never like, we've lost some of our innocence. And, and like I say, that's, that's gone on for a long time, but, but it was, unplugging from that and saying, listen, like this is not the most important thing. And that was really what I talked about, you know, in, in the last couple weeks of messages is, hey, hey, listen, at the end of the day, where where do I find peace in this? The peace is not going to become in, in, in any decision any political leader makes or whoever is elected, but it's ultimately going to come from really understanding like that God is in control. And I, I did, I had to disengage, I had to pull back and I had to just really just remind myself of the most important thing because if I continued to bring those things up and view those things and look at this and, and, and make it personal, it was just going to, I was just going to go deeper and deeper down that hole, that rabbit hole. Um, and I think we all, you know, Mm -hmm. could do that. And, and, and so then like this piggybacks off this question and, and kind of going in, moving forward in the discussion. If, if that's the case in how we feel, even voting, you know, for Trump or Biden, right. If, If that's, if that's, if that's how we feel, would we be as motivated if everything had worked out exactly how we wanted it to, you know, for you, it's, it's not like possibly who could be the president, Nate, but, but for you, it is a, you know, a disgust at disgust, um, 
at how you know the media is now and and will we get that back but like you know when it comes down to that like would we be as motivated as christians to move forward in our trust and faith in god if everything was perfect <laughs> from our standpoint why or why not We'll start with you, Nate, this time, since we've been going with Nelson. Every And Nelson's been, like, hammered, even answering the question. Usually I'm the guy who always goes first. So kind of <laughs> nice. Well, see, it's the order we're sitting in. It, I've got <laughs> Nate and Nelson on either side, and you either want to go clockwise or counterclockwise. Yeah. So you're in a safe spot, Cody, yes. although you know it, it, it's it's only a matter of time. <laughs> That's the prayer spot, actually. So. <laughs> it's old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess simple thought I would give you here would be, you know, God, God calls us to come to him, um, especially when we're broken and in need of him. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my short, but I think at least in my mind, profound thought. Yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah. I think that, I think we need a certain amount of brokenness to us. It, it, it forms us, it shapes us, it motivates us in so many ways. Cody? I would say, um, what was the question again? So just from, from you know, those feelings. Mm-hmm. Would, we, would we be as motivated? Would we be as motivated to put our faith and hope in God alone if everything would have worked out how we think it should have? You, know, you think about 2020 and all the things that have happened in this year. Man, it's been a long year, too. Like... Honestly, I mean, I just think looking back at like years in the past and I'm like, oh my goodness, where did that year go? That has not been 2020. Mm-hmm. We've been living in 2020 for a long time, you know, and we're just like, okay, what's going to happen next? I, I was telling Brandy, I, I do kind of wonder what that, like, you know how Google always has a commercial on New Year's Eve where <laughs> they like show, yeah, like <laughs> what's that commercial going to oh, be like? Jeez. Uh, it's going to be depressing. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that out there. <laughs> I would say as 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 a Christian, you know, it kind of like what Nate was talking about, but um if suffering can and will if you allow it create growth, um pain and pain would be attached to suffering. And and you know, I also think about um like giving thanks to, you know, the situ- like let's say like you said, like if if everything happened the way we wanted it, it'd be so easy to thank God for it, right? Like, right. you know, but then I think about times, and this is outside of just the political, just in our lives, like, it's so easy to give thanks for anything or hate or, or note and say, man, I'm, I'm a blessed person because of this, this, and this. Um, but we never really hear people say, like, I am blessed because, for me, my son died. I'm so blessed my son died. You know, it's hard to do that. And I think it's good as Christians to experience downfalls you know it's like I, again with Kendall you know when she loses games I tell her I'm like listen it's okay it sometimes it sometimes it's good to lose it teaches you it, it molds you it makes you a better person and I think I think these times we're going through not not just with politics I'm talking coronavirus and and everything I mean I, I really think God's just testing us and molding us and showing us you know who's really in control and, and I, I think we have to, I put this on my Facebook, you know, kind of look past the muddy water right now and see what's down the road. Um, and we have this mentality because we live in a nation that we have it so good here. 
in our ability to provide for ourselves and the comfort that we have mm-hmm. in, in, you know, all the, you know, the comforts of even the vehicles we drive, the homes that we live in, you know, the, the grocery stores we go to, they're packed full of stuff. You know, the, the ability to order things online and get whatever we want to make our life better. We have a tendency to think that if you're a Christian, then everything should go good for you. Like we, we have that, you know, that, that idea in our head. And so when we're at, when we, when we face adversity, we don't even know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. But it's like you said, Cody, shape, like those, those adversities that we have really do shape us and form us. And, and some of the most amazing people that the world has ever seen, like good mm-hmm. godly people who have changed the world have come from really deep hurt mm-hmm. and struggle in their life. And it's shaped them into you know, a tool that, that God could use in a way that he never could if they hadn't experienced those things. Yeah. You know, just think about the testimony that, you know, you talk about your son, you know, mm-hmm. the testimony and the ability to, to minister to people in a way that none of us here, you know, in, in, in that respect, at least I know, you know, we've had loss and, um, we won't get into that, but you know, others of us have had, have lost similar to that, but you know, just how that shapes us and molds us and forms us into people that can God God can use in a way they never could mm-hmm. outside of that. And so I, I agree. I think the adversity that we feel, whatever comes from this, you know, has at least from me motivated me in a way that I wasn't prior to. Nelson, thoughts? Yeah. <clears throat> kind of piggybacking on Cody there, like 2020 has been a whopper of a year. It's been... Uh, and and that's something that's kind of God's really been working on my life in is just to really put him forward and to say that, you know, he's in control of this and he's not, you know, the president of this country is not my savior and he's not going to save the world and he's not going to save the country and whoever it is. Um, there's only one, there's only one that can do that. And this year has continuously kind of put that at the forefront of your daily thought process, what it has for me. And um, I would, I would like, and one of the things that I've really tried to do is to really look at even in the negative aspects that things happen, the positive things that have come from it. And I really try to focus on that, even with, you know, some of the, like when COVID first started, it was, look at all these families sitting at home with their family now. And they haven't done that in years. And all this stuff that we filled our lives with, we can remove that and we can focus on the family. If if this election wasn't so contested, would we be having the same conversation about how God is so important and he is really the most important thing? And so it's that's something that's really been laying on me this year is just to really focus on what can I take from this and learn from this and be positive about, even in a terrible situation, whatever it is. I mean, 2020 has been a whopper. Yeah. I got, I got two things that I, I want to end with. One of them is... Um, a little more like secular, you know, discussion. But the other one is, um, like, what has God been saying to you in this? But l- let me ask this before before we get to that. The views that are being presented, and I brought this up in my message Sunday, are on the one hand, if you voted for Biden you are this. And if you voted for Trump, you are this. Um, you know, if you, if you voted for Biden, 
you know, you, then then it was a vote for socialism. It was a vote for this progressive movement. It was a vote for, you know, um, kind of tearing down, you know, some of these things that that this nation has has been very bold in in praising, like you know, our, you know, our police force and you know our our military and those types of things. But if it's if you vote or if you vote for um, if you voted for Trump, then there is this mentality out there that like you're the problem, you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're these, you're the problem with this country. What do you, what do you guys think about that? Just at, in, in general, in, in some of the, some of the speech that's, that's being presented out there and, and, and you talk about the media. I mean, that's, those are the types of things that are coming across, you know, in the media right now. Um, it is, essentially if you're you're if you're a conservative then then the democrats are the problem if you're if you're you know more liberal then the 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 conservatives are the problem like what what do you think about that like and what goes through your mind as you process that so uh i was kind of looking at a conversation on social media the other day and it was just people around us here in Highland County that were bashing each other. One side was obviously bashing the Biden supporter. The Biden supporter was bashing the Trump supporter. And, you know, I just, I thought to myself, there's no point in this because Joe Biden doesn't know my name. He doesn't know your name. Donald Trump doesn't know my name. He doesn't know your name. Okay. But your neighbor knows your name, right? And you got to live with your neighbor. So I just this thought of, you know, where do we go from here? Well, we have to heal some wounds. Um, whether or not you know people think they're that serious of a wound or not, that's up for debate. But we have to heal some wounds around us, and we have to start with ourselves. Um, and and I think we just we have to pray for each other again, man. Um, I just think prayer has kind of been lost in this whole thing. We've kind of overanalyzed certain things, and we've obviously said some terrible, nasty things, but. You know, it, it just comes down to simplicity in the end. Pray for one another, love for uh, love one another, um, and yeah, I, I think that's something we got to work on healing and bringing back a little bit more of. I was reading an article about uh, a Christian um, book critic, uh, and the the title of the article that he wrote was asking this author that he had critiqued her book for forgiveness. And and this was what he said. He said, because shortly after this critique, this woman reached out to him, invited him. They don't live very far away from each other, but she invited him to her house for dinner. And he says, I need to get on here and say something. Sometimes when I look at these things, I just see the words and I don't see the person behind the words. He said, if I would have known or at least considered while I was writing this article that I would be sitting in this woman's home sharing a meal with her as a fellow sister in Christ, I wouldn't have said it exactly how I did. Now, I still have some problems with this in this way and these things, and I'm not taking back from that, but I would have been much more gentle in how I said that. I think it's the, I think it's the same thing, exactly what you're saying, Nate. Like, regardless of where you stand on this, to think that like you are, you know, to use a, a term that's becoming very popular, that you are woke and you have it figured out, and and no one else 
can if they don't agree with you completely has become such a cultural problem and we, and we are we are oblivious to the fact that that person that you are saying this about you know is a father is a mother has children is trying to live their life in a way that 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 is good and right now not all of them are are great and perfect and wonderful right but but this is an individual this is a human being and and we have just pasted them up as a name on a computer screen you know and we've and we forget that it's actually there's a person sitting back there that that can think and 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 has feelings and has a life and and has problems and has things going on in their life and that has to stop that has to stop mm-hmm. like if you're if you're a conservative you know and 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 it didn't go the way that you wanted it to go that doesn't mean that every single person that voted for Biden is this horrible person that wants to end the United States, you know, and and hates this country. That that's mm-hmm. not that vote. No. It never was, you know, or, or vice versa. That you can't think for yourself if you voted for Trump, because you know f- we would all acknowledge the fact that like this guy's in a lot of ways he's he's done this country a lot of harm because of his speech and the way that he has handled things. You know, even even if his policies have been really good, the way that he handled that office was not. It wasn't. You know, but that doesn't mean like that that we are celebrating those things in Trump. No, you know, we, we our vote is more nuanced. It's more complex than that, and we have to see that and and actually begin to care about each other again. Social media has hurt us so much in that mm-hmm. in that way. You know, and and the media and way the way that they portray stories and how slanted it can be sometimes really has has stripped away people's humanity and and turned them into a thing that they that that gives them the freedom to talk negatively about. Cody. We need a lesson and a dose of empathy and tolerance. I, I think that we as as people um need those in our lives. And, and you know, as a Christian, we don't have to tolerate everything. You know, you brought up um what was it? Gay marriage or something to that effect? Sexuality. Sexuality. Um, you know, you don't have to talk. You don't have to tolerate that and say that's okay. No, because the Bible speaks about that. But you know, you still can love love those people, right? Yes, absolutely. And uh, pray for them. And so it's the same thing with with the uh, election. You know, I never knew Nate voted for Biden, but that still doesn't change my opinion of. I still think he's a great guy, an amazing guy, and and, and I think that we should practice that with everyone you know and um empathy is just you know just trying to understand why people voted the way they did or why you know this and that and just listen and hear their side and not be so judgmental um and angry and again i think like you're you're alluding to is the media forces that that fiery passion of hate towards one another whatever side of the fence you're on it can be so divisive it very very divisive and so you know, I think we just need to, again, be more empathetic and uh, tolerant to those who oppose our views and philosophies of life and um, move forward. Yeah, and I think that's everybody's hope and prayer is that this country and as a culture we can move forward and maybe in retrospect look at the past four years. Um, and, I, you know, I pray that, you know, that if Joe Biden is the president, that he doesn't receive some of the same same amount of negativity. 
that he has some supporters we've talked about. What could he have accomplished? Same thing goes for Biden. If, if you know, when he's in office, he's our leader. He's been appointed that leader, and we need to support him in whatever ways we can and pray for that man and pray for and as a country, we need to come together. Yeah, and um, and that's and the, and and again, not come together because oh well, the 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 media is now going to be really positive because their guy got in or whatever. But but come together because it's the right thing to do. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I think sometimes it's so hard for us not to say, okay, this is what you wanted. Well, you got it, and now we hope you burn with it, type of thing. Well, because yeah. it, it's it, it's you almost feel like that sometimes. Yeah. Like you you want this. But in your in in their ignorance, you know whatever it be, you know, you know, I, I made that statement, you know, before we started talking about how some of these bigger cities are wanting to defund the police, and I'm like, okay, we'll just pull out all the police and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Man, that is not a Christian, right. you know, way to, to think yeah. in that. But but I want to because inside of me, I just want yeah. I want I want to shake them and, and say, wake up, you know, wake up to what you're actually calling for yeah it's easy for me to say that you know i hope the media and 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 the country treats biden better but i can't say that there hasn't been a part of me saying well you're up next you made your bed sleep yeah yeah and i mean that's something that i've struggled with and it's and it's you know like that's not the proper attitude to have right when the flip side of it's this if 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 you're sitting around this table and you've lived a perfect life raise your hand Really? Cody, I thought you might raise your hand on this one. Mm-mm. Nope, nope, okay. Well, if that's the case, then the one who's actually in charge, God, says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And, and what we deserve from that is hell, eternal damnation. That's the bed we made. And if God had that attitude, think about what that means for each of us. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. Instead, he sent his son to die for us so that we could live, so that we could be redeemed and so that we could be restored. We, can't, we cannot have the mindset as Christians to say that to someone else because the opposite happened to us. The rest of the world can, okay, because they can't understand that, but we can't as Christians. We can't say that. And so I think you're right. Whatever happens here, even if even if things get even worse, right? If they get terrible, if 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 the things that we thought maybe could could come that were good from this that can't, or or whatever, like it is a coming together and saying, hey, listen, pray for our leaders. That leader, whoever whoever's elected, you know, we did vote, but at the end of the day, like God appoints leaders of every nation; He appoints them ultimately. Like He He could sway that He He's the only one that could sway election, right? <laughs> really do it, like. That has the power to do that, and it's 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 putting our faith and trust in that more so than anything else, and and it has pushed that for me. It has given me more of a drive to say, "All right, God, like I trust you." I I was allowing politics and things that were going on to become my God in a way, and say, "Like if this happens, then my life would be right." But the reality is, like that's false. It will never be the case, and and I've been reminded of that. All right, last thing, and we got to make this quick because we we um, we are over our time. Um, like, what? Real quick, what is God saying to you in this? And we've all kind of been kind of alluding to it in some way, but what is God saying to you? Start with you, Nelson. Um, just that to have peace and have faith in Him, 
and the really focus on him and just try to be more Christ-like in your daily life. Yeah. Um, and just try to really be a light in the world and, um, in the community and say what's, you know, to be different and to not get wrapped up in all of, all of the anxieties and pressures of, you know, elections or viruses or, and just to really be a light for the community in that. Right. I would just say real short, just be patient and, and listen to him. Yeah. Simple. You know, I think we get wrapped up, like you said, watching news, reading this, worrying about that. And he's really just been speaking to me about just being patient um, and allowing him to show his his power because God's big and uh, he's got it. And, and he already knows what's going to happen from here going forward. So just be patient. Be slow to speak, quick to listen. Boom. James reference. <sighs> That Always. book's all you, bro. James. You thought you were going to get away with it today. <laughs> you should write a commentary on James. I might do that. <laughs> I'll send it to that guy that critiques the, the books. <laughs> you should dress up like James for Halloween. What's he, what's he look like? Oh, wow. I don't know either. I don't know either. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure like, he has you a... know something I don't I'm know. sure he has a beard. Mm. I can't grow a beard, dude. Mm. Oh. We can make one out I'm of quilts. Not, a... not quilts. What's that? The sewing stuff? The little beard things I got? Felt? No, it's oh. sewing string. You ever seen those? I think so, yeah. yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They make them with masks now. Little toboggans. Oh, yeah, yeah, hey. yeah. Those are cool. We definitely need to get him one. We could we could make it from when you shave your beard. <laughs> I can Cody. shave my chest hair. We could hair. make it, <laughs> we could make it from your me. chest hair. This just took a turn. Oh. It's, like, it's like three <laughs> inches getting long. weird. <laughs> it's like a shaggy carpet rug. That's why our limit is one hour. <laughs> yeah, We're if, it go, if it goes <laughs> over an hour, yeah, this is what happens. Um, yeah, I, I think the same. I think it is is a renewed faith and trust. Um, it is this world will always let you down, but I never will. And there's a hope in the future. Um, you know, I. I can't help when we think about these things to not think about my kids in the world that we're going to leave them. And I fear that, you know, in some ways, but at the end of the day, God's a better father than I could ever be. Um, and he will make a way for them in a way that I never could in a world that I could never leave them. He can. And, uh, we have a short time to influence the world for the kingdom of God. And we need to take every moment to do that. Um, so let's do it. This is us. Sign, well, no, we can't sign off. Cody, pray. Nelson, go. Nate's up. <laughs> just happened. Ping pong. No. <laughs> oh. oh, my goodness. Whatever. I'll do it. Here we go. <laughs> Gosh, man. What? Ugh, I give in way too easy to this. All right, here we go. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you again for just the opportunity to meet with these awesome guys. Um, no matter what side we voted for or lean uh, lean on uh, here on this earth, God, we just are thankful that we can get together and love one another and uh, just laugh with one another and really just get back to the simple things in life. And, and Lord, we just pray that going forward, you can help us uh, keep you always present in our minds and in our hearts and that love. Uh, and your presence will shine through us as Christians. And, and God, we just pray that uh, you'll always be with us. Thank you for you, and thank you for your son. Amen. 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 This is us signing off. Bye-bye. Later. Bazinga. See ya.